0: Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, you'll hear about the Raiders offense, and in particular, wide receivers, Devontae Adams from Aaron Fader from The Ringer, and then also hear from Jacoby Myers himself from Raiders Content Day. It's all coming up on Monday, June 26, 2023. Your Locked On Raiders,
1: your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: Just win. You ought
3: to win the Raiders pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and
0: Welcome here, Raider Nation, to another edition of the Locked On Raiders Podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast to get the latest edition of the show as soon as it becomes available. Of course, if you're checking us out on YouTube, that's many thanks to my man Ari. He does a great job each and every day holding us down. You can check him out on Twitter, at Ari Produces. You can hit me up as well, at your boy Q254. And again, we definitely appreciate uh, any kind of feedback that we receive. And when we don't have a best-of show, we'll have the Locked On Raiders Podcast voicemail line wide open like some old school TV antennas at 707-654-4693. But right now, I am vacationing, so I don't have any calls or any texts, and really just best-of shows going on right now. Uh, A lot of good interviews that I've got from either being at Raiders HQ, Raiders, uh, Raiders, uh, Raider Nation Radio 920, or just whatever other outlet that I've happened to come across some really good, uh, you know, interviews just bringing to the table, stuff that I thought was good from over the past year. So we're going to go ahead and jump into another one, and this one is with Mirren Fader from the ringer and she put out a piece on Devontae Adams around I think it was May and man it was a really good piece and I got her on the show the exact same day that she dropped that piece on the ringer but Raider Nation was flipping out thought that Devontae Adams was trying to get up out of there to the point where Devontae Adams when he had an opportunity to talk to Raider Nation or talk to the media at OTAs he was the first one and he talked for about 18-19 minutes it was a real good lengthy media session and he met with us just to clear the air and let it be known like hey there's no issues I'm happy being a Raider I'm not going anywhere, but uh, Miriam Fader has some really good stuff to say in the interview that myself and DeMond did with her on Radio Nation Radio 920. So here's part one of that conversation with Miriam Fader from The Ringer talking all things Devontae Adams. Your piece today caught Raider Nation's eye. As I'm sure you know, you're very well aware of. Devontae Adams and the race against time, a trade to Las Vegas last year, gave the all-pro receiver the fresh start and individual validation he needed. Now he's 30 and trying to chase a championship without the only quarterbacks he's ever known. And a lot of the headlines right now, as you're probably scrolling through Twitter, you're seeing Devontae Adams and the Raiders aren't on the same page offensively. But Mirren, your piece is way deeper than just that.
1: Well, thanks for recognizing that. (laughs) And thanks for the kind words. Yeah, I'm like, did people actually read the piece Um, unclear? Um, So I really appreciate that because I think he's such a thoughtful person. um, And he's just at a really interesting time in his life. So I, I, I really wanted this feature to give people a sense of what he's thinking, what he's going through.
0: Yeah, and it does. I mean, again, I read it about three times. I've told everyone to go and make sure they read it. Don't look at the cliff notes because they won't be able to digest the whole thing, but let's just start at the top at the beginning with the first-team All-Pro and how that was so important to him not to, not because he's you know, to prove that he's a really good wide receiver, but to prove to himself that he is that first-team All-Pro with Aaron Rodgers or without Aaron Rodgers. How, how big was that when you were talking to Devontae about that, that little element of the story? It
1: was huge, and you know, it really surprised me as somebody like that's profiled Devonte twice now um, over the last five years is that he is not really one for validation and awards. Like he genuinely does not care about that. He always says, "If you know me, I'm the if you if you know you know type of guy." Like I don't need other people to know. But in this particular instance, it really mattered, and you know he really respects Aaron Rodgers. I want to make that clear. That's very clear in the piece, but. Mm-hmm. When he was in Green Bay, you know, it just felt like a lot of times people wouldn't give him his own due for being talented in his own right. It wasn't just about who was throwing to him. So for him, this last season... Putting together the season that he did, it was like, hey, these narratives, they're wrong. Nobody can say that ever again.
0: Right. And the thing about it is, even though he may have had those feelings of, hey, I'm not getting this validation in Green Bay, and again, not throwing any shade at Aaron Rodgers because he respects the hell out of him, how mature did he show to be by not, we never heard about it. We never heard that a little bit of that may have bothered him and that he wanted to go out and prove it until he went out and proved it this past season.
1: It's such a great point, and it's one that I thought about a lot because he could have easily done it so many times, and he just never did. You didn't see it in interviews. He didn't see it on social media. He's just a team-first guy. He's very soft-spoken internally in the sense of, like, there's inner confidence there. I don't need to badmouth anyone. Like, I'm just going to go about my work. He's always gone about his work, and I just felt like it was so mature for him to say, you know what? Hey, this frustrates me, but I'm also not about to do that. I'm here for the team. And so I I sort of took his comments for this profile, as it doesn't cancel that out at all. It's more just like, you know what, I have distance, I have perspective, and now I want to speak on it.
0: You know, and the thing about it is, I asked him when he he signed with the Raiders, I said, how much have you grown as a man from the time that you were in East Palo Alto, going to Fresno State, Green Bay, and now you're here in Las Vegas? And he said a lot, but Mirren, as I read through your piece, it feels like he's grown up tremendously like more than I could ever imagine how much maturity have you just you seen in the different profiles you've done with Devontae and just the conversation that you had for this profile
1: it's so much and I think part of that of course is not just getting married but having kids you know the biggest thing with kids is just life is bigger than football yes it matters more than so much it is so important you give your all to it but it's like at the end of the day his priorities our family first, and that has created such a mature person. I think because of his early struggles in Green Bay, he learned really, really tough lessons early. He learned to rely on his own voice rather than what other people were saying about him. And the more I got to know him over the last couple of years, seeing that growth firsthand, you just see somebody completely coming into their own in terms of realizing that the only opinion that matters is your own. And when you have that type of mentality and you really know who you are and you have true self-confidence, like he talked about in this piece, the kind that comes from within and and not without, that's when you start to um, view life differently. And I think that the fact that he is having this type of success At this age, continued sustained success has so much to do with the maturity piece.
0: Mirren Fader is our guest here from The Ringer on Raider Nation Radio 920, Necessary Roughness. She has a piece out about Devontae Adams and the race against time. And, you know, I know that as you mentioned and he mentioned that he'll never worry about first team all pro again, but he's done it three times in a row. How, how important and how much do you think it might drive him to try to get to that five or six number so he can eclipse the great Jerry Rice?
1: Oh, I mean, he he didn't reference Jerry in particular, but he wants it. He was like, "Of course, I want to keep stacking them up." You mm-hmm. know, as a yeah. mere him up, like, no big deal. I'm just going to keep getting him. <laughs> But that's him. He's at that level. So I, I definitely know it's important, but it's not like he's, like, checking his stats and, oh, right. you know, I need to do this to get that. That's not him
4: at all. Right.
0: No doubt about it again. Mirren Fader is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920. damon has got one for you.
4: You mentioned Devontae and him maturing, but also one of the things that he mentioned in the introductory press conference when he came to the Vegas Raiders was how important it's going to be to be back on the West Coast. His grandmother had never seen him play a game, so how much has that quality of life improved for him since he has been out here on the west coast
1: it's huge and it's a major reason why despite all the team's struggles he's still not regretting coming here because the quality of life matters so much you know for him somebody who's obsessed with golf if there's a tough loss he can go out and play and not have to worry about the cold after a game just you know having a place where his family and and his mom Pam can come and You know, when she was there, when I was there that night, she was cooking while this was happening. And Devante was just so excited because he loved her food. And so just even not alone, the joy that comes from your mom being able to take a quick flight, be there, home-cooked meal. She had amazing chicken and rice that night. Like, those (laughs) are the things that really matter. And so I think we, we really need to understand, as Devante said himself, this wasn't like I just wanted to go get the biggest bag and chase this money. Like, family and quality of life were huge.
4: You mentioned golf there and that's great because I that was one of the parts of the piece that really stuck out to me. I remember schoolboy Q he was mentioning how golf is just it provides so much clarity for him. So with Devonte and golf, how do you think that helps him look at football as a game?
1: You have to learn patience. It is a game of the mind and patience is something that Devonte um, is really grappling with right now because on the one hand like you spoke of the maturity but on the other hand it's hard you want to be great and you want to win and so when he's playing golf it's sort of it it makes you focus and be patient and calmer and and learn how to strategize and all of those things but as you can see even in this game of patience um, he's taking score he's doing all these things when the local pros are like I'm just here to you know have a good time (laughs) Devante's competing Um, so I think he cannot lose that and I think that's one of his best attributes I also think golf is such a refuge. Um, it is truly a place of joy for him, and it's, it's really cool that he has that time away to be able to say, hey, you know what, I'm going to devote my energy to this as well. It, it can only help him.
0: Mirren Fader is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Patience, urgency, ambition, and time. All four of those words were heavily used in this piece. Why are those four words so important to Devontae Adams?
1: Because I think right now, In this time you know every profile is a snapshot of a person in time whether they're a famous athlete or not and I think for him those are the things that he is grappling with right now you want so much you want to win you want to be great you want to sustain this this resume that you've built at the same time you realize hey, you're going into your 10th year, you're 30, the roster, the things that are happening with the team are not exactly as the way that you want them to be. You want a winning record, all of these things. And so how do you take your ambition and all the things that you want and at the same time be patient as they're not happening and yet still drive forward every single day with a sense of urgency? So I kind of, I use the word harmonize in the piece because I think they go hand in hand. They motivate him. um, They drive him. They frustrate him. All of these things are the things that he's grappling with. And I think they're very human elements. I think all of us probably deal with those same exact things in our own lives. He just has to do it in front of everybody else.
4: And then when you mentioned the word grappling with that term, also something that stood out to me is like being 30, where it was him and Tyreek Hill, they were the old guys when it came to being all pro at receiver last year. And to us in our daily jobs, hey, being 30, it's not going to be that big of a deal. But for him, when he does have that, he has to have that patience with a team that is struggling. How much of his age is factoring into that newfound clarity that he has of having that patience, even though the team is struggling a little bit?
1: I mean, it's definitely, definitely given him that sense of um, maturity and wisdom to know that, yes, while I really, really, really want these things and I'm working towards them, I also need to let go and let it happen. I think that was one of the the clearest things that I saw in the interview was that there is this um, very wise older person in the best way that just says, you know what? As frustrating as it is, there are certain things you just have to let go and let it happen. You can try your best, but at the end of the day, you can only control what you can control. And we all know that is something that only comes with age. It's very hard if you're a rookie, if you're a second year, third year, you want success immediately. And I think, like I mentioned, his struggles early on in Green Bay, I, I do think a part of him really learned a lot about how to deal with um patience and struggle and being resilient. And so I think at this stage, it makes sense that he would be more introspective. Um, 30 is a really interesting age, especially for his position, the explosiveness you, you need to have. And obviously, he's shown no sign absolutely whatsoever of slowing down. But I think it's far more interesting to think about Devante intellectually, where he is at in terms of his mind and not just his you know, physical
0: play. So there was part one right there of the conversation with Mirren Fader from The Ringer. Fantastic writer. She does some really good work and uh, did a really good piece on Devontae Adams. And a lot of people just took it for, I guess, everything that was... You know, questionable. They took it for for just like gospel, and that Devontae was super upset, and uh, he was not happy with the coaching, this, that, and the other, and that was not the case at all, but uh, some really good stuff right there in part one of the conversation with Miriam Fader. Coming up in segment number two, we'll have part two of the conversation, continuing to talk all things Devontae Adams, even starting off talking about a little bit of quality of life, something that he really appreciates being here in Las Vegas. We'll get to that after I tell you about the title sponsor of the show, which is FanDuel. Right now, now, baseball season's in full swing. There's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. And right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, all you got to do is go to fanduel.com slash locked on to join today. Don't miss your chance to snag that no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel Today. Again, go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. There's so many different ways that you could play. You know, the first five innings, the total, the over under. Uh, you can get the uh, innings pitched. Or if you don't want to, uh, as I mentioned before, if you don't want to go into the bullpen, you can do the first five innings. There's, again, so many different options. And that's just baseball. There's all kinds of different uh, plays that they have, including early plays uh, on, on college win totals. There's a lot of good action that you could check out at of Fanduel's official partner of Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball trademarks are used with permission. Every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Lockdown Raiders podcast. I want to jump into part two of the conversation that myself and Demond had with Mirren Fader from The Ringer, talking all things Devontae Adams, and she put out a really good piece on The Ringer that a lot of people definitely read, but I think they needed a little bit more clarity when it came to exactly what was meant, and that's why I had Mirren Fader on the show on uh, the day that she dropped that piece on The Ringer. So here's part two of the conversation with myself and Demond and Mirren Fader from The Ringer.
4: When it comes to the joy of football, there was also mention of the camp that he had just right around the corner from our station, actually at Spring Valley High School. And he was not only being out there—it's his camp—but also participating with the kids and being just having the most fun out there. How much fun is Devontae Devontae having with football in this stage in his career?
1: So much fun, and I think that camp in particular was such a fun moment because it's almost, I was thinking a lot about time and I was thinking a lot about the passage of time and how quickly it goes away. And there was this one little kid who came up to him and he was like, I'm going to be on the Raiders like you one day, you know? And I just, I think, wow, how, how it just goes like that, you know, a minute ago, obviously a lot longer than that. He was one of those kids wanting to be somebody and make it somewhere. And so I just think it was such a beautiful scene of his joy spilling out. And, um, you know, retaining that childhood sense of wonder and excitement with this game, no matter how frustrating it is. And that's kind of what I meant by perspective and maturity is that, yes, you can be frustrated, you can have concerns, you can be going through it, but he's in a really good place. Like he is, I don't want to say at peace because he is very much striving towards wanting to win and turn this organization around and he's committed to that. But at the same time, there is this sense of, letting go. Like, I can only control what I can control and I still love this game and I'm going to accept what is and realize that I've got my family, I've got all of these other things in place that allow me to see that, you know, perspective. I can still have joy while also being real about how I'm feeling.
0: You know, I and mean, that's exactly the words he gave to us following the season. The, the last time we were in the locker room with him, he said those exact things, how much he loves to go home to his family, and they don't care about Devontae Adams number 17. They care about Devontae Adams' dad, Devontae Adams' husband, right? That's that's what uh, really matters. And so you're, you're saying, echoing the same words that he did uh, in the locker room. Again, Miran Fader from The Ringer is our guest here, talking all things Devontae Adams and the race against time. So as I started this whole thing off, uh, the the big headline that everyone reads is that Devonte Adams doesn't see eye to eye with the silver and black or the Raiders and their their offensive scheme. So when he talks to you about that, and obviously there's no saying that he doesn't want to be a Raider, but he just you know there's there's conversations that they're having and some don't agree at the same conversations. But ultimately, to you, when he said that, what did it ultimately mean?
1: Well. First, I think we should talk about tone because when mm-hmm. we're having this conversation. We're just talking. Like it's not, it's not Devontae sounds off. Right. Devonte's upset. Devontae's unhappy. Devontae wants out. Devontae wants to drink. I don't know how many things I read today. I was like, are we reading the same article? <laughs> right. Um, so <laughs> I just want to be clear that this, this is not a tone of like upset or wanting. In fact, he's like defiantly doubling down, it, you know. I'm committed. I want to change this organization. I am here. Um, So I think, first off, just want to say, like, the tone of the piece was very much, like I said, somebody in a good place. But, of course, naturally has concerns and wants to build on them. So it's that second part of the sentence that people really miss. Mm -hmm. I have concerns and I'm committed and want to change this around, you know, and, and help build so but at the same time yeah of course like like we talked about he doesn't have all the time in the world so a rebuild is something that as you said it's it's not aligned with the schedule of where he is in his career but that doesn't mean that he's not committed so just want to affirm that and also that basically he also said really good things about jimmy saying he's a really cool dude so there are just parts that I feel like we're not even um, discussed, and all the
4: aggregation. No,
0: you're right. It's it's again, it's reading the cliff notes, it's looking at the the headlines just to get clicks by other people, not you, but others out there trying to you know just get clicks and, and get everyone riled up, and it worked, right? Raider Nation got riled up, but right. that's why I wanted you to you know you had the conversation, I didn't, so I wanted you to pass that along so Raider Nation knows, okay, Hugh's not trying to blow something up my backside. He's he's you know just trying to pass the message along, and that's why I'm so grateful for you to give us some time. Of this afternoon to talk about this piece. And so I thought that something that was so interesting was the fact that, you know, he wants to take that leadership role, be that guy, you know, be the face of the franchise where the Raiders have been the face of the franchise by Derek Carr and John Gruden. And now all of a sudden it's, hey, Devontae Adams. And like you said, help turn this organization around. If he can do that, how much pride he would take in that. I mean, just how important is that for him to get it turned around here with the Raiders?
1: I mean, it's huge. And it's like he said, like, I didn't come here to be cute with Derek. Like, I really want to win. I really want to change this organization. And leadership is such an interesting thing because all his career, obviously, he's been like a lead by example type of person. So he's always going to show up and he's always going to be that example. But I think now at this stage, when you're the face of the franchise, I think he realizes that, you know, it, it requires more than than example. And I think looking back a part that didn't make the piece he was saying that like early on you know he noticed like just some work ethic things and you know he wishes he would have spoken up a little sooner but you know he's coming into a new team so he didn't want to step on toes so it took him a little bit to find sort of that voice and knowing you know hey when to step in um how to be that leader it's a it's a new dance with every team you're getting used to them they're getting used to you and so i think you know, in some ways, some of the growing pains were really good because you learn exactly how to be what your team needs of you. And um, nobody can be harder on him than him. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about leadership, when we talk about responsibility and wanting to change this organization around, if he doesn't do something that he feels um, is up to his standards, like he will be the first person to say that. So I, I just think accountability is key not like he, like I said, it's not like Devontae sounds off and right. they need to be better. It's it's first and foremost, how can I be better? Right. How can I be a leader? And how can I help turn this around?
0: I always say that you always want people that are playing for you or working with you or side-by-side that hate losing more than they love to win, right? And and Devontae, not looking at his 1,500-plus yards, not looking at his 14 touchdowns or his 100 catches, he's looking at the seven drops. And that bothers him more than all his accomplishments like the seven drops are like wait that can't happen I got to be better and even the conversation you had with his mom when he's playing dominoes and says wait I messed up right there and I can't do that I got to be better and she's like nobody noticed he's like I noticed like that to me is the ultimate level of accountability there
1: yeah and you know another part that didn't make the peace was he was talking about this and he was saying that he was his hardest critic and he was like look I'm not full of myself. I want to be coached. I want them to say, hey, you did something wrong. So, you know, I think for him, he's used to, of course, um, a lot of people praising him because he's so magnificent on the field, but he's not too big time, not too old, not too accomplished to have somebody say, hey, you should have been better on this. You should have been better on that. So I actually found the stuff about his mentality, his humility, his thoughtfulness. Um, his perfectionism, because that's what it is. Mm -hmm. I actually found that to be the most interesting part of the piece to me.
4: Because something that you mentioned, that perfectionism that Devontae has, he said it frightens him to not be mentioned as one of the best receivers in the league. So how much more does not only does he want to achieve in the league, but how much longer does he think, because you know the tone that he was talking with, how much longer does he think he can be mentioned as one of the best receivers in the league?
1: well he definitely was quick to be like it's not going to happen anytime soon you know with <laughs> yeah. you <mentioned> <laughs> the younger receiver <laughs> i was just like okay no i got it i got it i got it you no know, it's not going to happen tomorrow okay no no suggestion anything otherwise i wouldn't doubt you for a second you know but i think it was it was him like real quick just, just so you know um but he brought it up so many times in the interview which is why time ended up being the central focus because he said he mentioned the phrase "father time," and that that quote didn't make the piece. But he was like, "Again, I'm closer to the end than I am at the beginning." So there is a real awareness of it. It's not—I would not say it's something he worries about. I think frightens is a good word because, you know, so many elite athletes, people that perform at the level that he does, it's not always, you know, purely winning or doing well. Sometimes the fear of something, fear is a great motivator. So I actually think that was a really interesting part in a way into his psyche about how he's thinking about things. But it's like I said, it's not a worry. He is at his most confident. You know, I said to him at the beginning, um, the first profile I did on you, you really were just sort of like coming into your own in Green Bay and breaking out and becoming the person you thought you knew yourself to be. And it was proving people wrong. Second one was like, all right, I'm older. I'm a dad now. Okay, I'm in this this different place. So what is this third stage that you're in? And he used the word confident and comfortable, Um, and he mentioned his family. So I just think confident and comfortable, again, we talk about tone. that's, That's the mode that he's in. He's allowed to be confident, comfortable, and at the same time talk about fear, at the same time talk about concern. They don't cancel each other out.
0: No, they don't. And Mirren, this has been fantastic. We'll close out with this. As much as this piece is about a football player and we're talking about performing on the field and, you know, getting the organization turned around and winning and doing it for his hometown favorite team and this, that, and the other. I also feel like every single one of us could take this and read it and take it as a life lesson. And really that could be the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway from this whole piece. Would you agree with that?
1: hundred percent. I mean, I've, was learned a lot from him. I mean, I live and die with every story, and it's like you know that's not right. <laughs> Demonte, like he, he goes through struggles in front of millions, They lose games. Okay, he, as he said to his friend Nick Robinson, "It's only up from here." Mm-hmm. We can all learn from that mentality.
0: That was after that Saints game. After what three catches and about seven yards, or whatever the case was. That was I remember. <laughs> I remember that one. <laughs> so,
1: Talk about maturity. Talk right, about maturity. You right. Know? So it, that that's what I mean. It's like. Perspective. Um, So I think, yeah, Devante is a fascinating human being, person. It's extremely thoughtful. I I learned a lot from listening to
0: him. Well, I'll tell you what, I learned a lot from reading your piece. I thought it was fantastic on the ringer. Again, Devontae Adams and the Race Against Time. I've encouraged everyone that will listen to go check it out and read it. Don't read the cliff notes. Do yourself a favor and read the whole thing. Uh, It's hard hard for me. I always tell people or I always ask people, what are you working on next? But after that, it's almost a shame that I ask you, but what are you working (laughs) on next that we should be on the lookout for?
1: Well, I'm working on my second book. It's a biography of Hakeem Olajuwon um, Mm. coming out in 2024. So definitely keep your eye on that. So I'm excited.
0: Yeah, as you should be. And again, I want to give you a lot of credit. I know we spent this whole time talking about Devontae Adams, but the the book that you wrote on Giannis, and I know that it wasn't even meant to be on Giannis to begin with, but it turned into that, uh, was fantastic. (laughs) And you do some great work. And so I I really do appreciate you. And I I so much thank you for your time.
1: Oh, thank you so much. This was really fun. I appreciate
0: it. So there it goes. That was one of the conversations that I really enjoyed. I mean, I always enjoy all the conversations we have on Raider Nation Radio 920. I always get a lot of really good guests on the show. And, you know, it's, it's something to, you know, get get me fired up, you know, and, and, and just a lot of fun uh, to be able to talk to these different people that uh, either write, on the Raiders or just right on sports in general and have a feature on one of the Raiders like Mirren did uh, just a lot of really good stuff. So that was the conversation with Mirren Fader coming up in segment number three. You'll hear from someone else. That's a Raider wide receiver. How about Jacoby Myers from the Raiders Roundtable content day. That's a fun conversation. It's not a long conversation, but it's a, it's a fun conversation with JT, the brick, Eric Allen and myself Raiders uh, content day Raiders Roundtable with wide receiver, Jacoby Myers It's coming up in segment number three on today's lockdown Raiders podcast.
1: Every day,
0: here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Again, best of show here on the podcast on this Monday, uh, June 26th. And I'll tell you right now, man, I'm fading. <laughs> I'm fading. I'm getting closer to the end of my rope. But uh, we're gonna make this happen and get a couple more uh, episodes knocked out, so then we can get back to, uh, to to normal programming starting on Wednesday, the 28th, when I return from vacation. But here was the conversation that we had with wide receiver Jacoby Myers. He came over from a free from as a free agent. From the Patriots. And uh, JT started off just asking him about the transition, how the transition has been going from the Patriots to now a member of the Silver and Black. It's been smooth, man. I feel like it's perfect because it's enough people that
5: I do know and enough people that I don't know. So I get to rekindle with old friends, you know what I mean? I haven't seen them in it, and then also meet a bunch of the new guys. So. The experience, yeah, we working hard too. Like yeah. that, you, know you gotta I mean? gotta but work like, hard. At the same time, I'm getting to learn my teammates, and it's been real cool.
0: What what has it been like at OTAs? Because you guys are working hard, and for me, from being able to watch from the sideline, it looks like you guys are moving around from station to station really quickly. Are mm-hmm. oh, we running? Yeah, <laughs> no, we yeah, running sure. yeah, We're running. You know what I'm
5: saying? But it's been cool though, you know, because I mean? we all in together. Mm-hmm. We all uh-huh. trying to get better. It feel like everybody bought in for the most part, so it's exciting.
2: Do you feel like you have your teacher's hat on too as as you're going through are are you are you conscious of hey I need to pick my pace up so the young guys understand what this practice needs to be about
5: See now I kind of look at it differently I feel like these young guys they come into the league so good now these days yeah, you okay. know or they got so much talent just from watching older guys and watching highlight tapes so Yeah I'm always watching them just to see what they bring, the fresh new. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I'm still a young guy, right? Yeah, for sure. I feel like I can learn from anybody, young, old. You know what I mean? Black, white, don't matter who it is. Yeah. You just, you name it, I'm paying attention. And if I can't help, I will help. Right, right.
3: The system here, when you go four wide, EA knows we do the pregame together. I'm saying, I want to see him four wide, five wide. (laughs) When you look over, Devontae's there, Hunter, Mm -hmm. Michael Mayer whoever's there and looking down the line there mm. what is that like and for you a guy who was a number one option or number two same thing here to know you're going to get your share of balls but mm. you're going to run routes to get your teammates open
5: man it's exciting honestly i would be i would be watching practice like jeez he you know how to get open too <laughs> <laughs> you can get open too it's, it's real dope so just it's exciting honestly like you said just a lot of guys who who are good at their craft you know you could tell they put a lot of time in it so I just got to go out there and put a lot of time in the mind, be yeah. good at mind, and match the intensity. So yeah. it's fun. It's competitive.
0: You know, talking about the system, you recently said that Josh McDaniels is going to give you the answers to the test. Mm-hmm. You just got to accept it. So when was that moment for you when you understood that, hey, the answers are right in front of me? I can tell you it wasn't my rookie year. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can definitely
5: tell you that one. You know, it was, I just knew I was going to do it my way. And yeah. that's probably why Uh-oh. my rookie year went the way it went. You know, I, mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time on the bench, a lot of time watching, but, in those moments, I guess going into the next year, it kind of helped me that I got to watch that long. So, mm-hmm. I would say my second year in the league, I definitely picked it up a little bit more. Yeah.
2: What do you do really well right now, mm-hmm. and then what are the things that you need to work on, and who are you looking at to help you strengthen that part of your game that you need, you think needs needs work?
5: Mm-hmm. Ooh, I would say something I do well. I feel like I know how to get open. Mm-hmm. You know what I
2: mean? How how, how do you, how, how do you get?
5: I'm a corner. I mm-hmm, can cover, mm-hmm.
2: right? I know what you do best. Yeah. I'm looking at film. Right. If you like to stick me outside, inside, and go out, okay, I know that. I've right. worked all week at that in practice.
5: Right. So when we get to the game, I know what you like to do. Right. So how are you going to get over it? See, that's the thing, though, with corners, though, whether you watch me or not, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to do what's comfortable for you because you're playing backwards. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's all going to fall down into who you are as a player. So I feel like what helps me is knowing what kind of corner you are. Okay. You know what I mean cuz if you sit in second or third move, you sit in second or third move. Yeah. You're going to always sit second or third move. You're not just going to get the game time and decide you know what, I'm going to sit on the third move today. <laughs> I've been always doing second, but this game I, nah, you're going to do what you do best and I'm going to try to Stay with that and make sure I'm paying attention to what it is. And if you switch it up, I'll try, I'll try to be on that too. So. Okay. You know, we just saw I'm some B-roll
3: of you making some big catches and a couple mm. of high point catches. Mm. What is that like in this system here? Because Devontae made some of the greatest we've seen last year. You can mm. go up in double coverage and grab that high point catch. Mm. How much do you work on that?
5: That's all my life. You know, yeah. before I even knew I was going to play football, I got brothers. So oh, okay. we'll be outside. You already know what time it is. Yeah. I'm outside. Yeah. We playing Moss, Jackpot, <laughs> you name it. Like, we out there. We trying to dunk on each other. So I guess that's just something I've been in training for and not awesome. even realizing it. That
0: yeah. is uh, that is awesome. I'm, I'm seeing if you guys are going to line up. I'm, I'm seeing You almost see yeah, it. I know. Game. That's what I'm saying. I can see it. I can
5: see, see, it. see it. I can mean, see it I back. He don't back. I'm always leaning. You know what I
0: mean?
2: So I'm just soft. I'm the soft press. Right now, you no, know, so so all, I what he's do. I
3: like T. You, know, you know that. <laughs> Tell him how many career INTs you had.
2: Around fifty-four. Fifty-four.
3: Yeah, yeah.
5: fifty-four. Yeah. yeah. You, know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm still a show me
2: yeah, guy. Go, right. I'm gonna show <laughs> me guys. <laughs> so
5: I gotta see it. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah right. who's, who's
2: the toughest guy you've uh, you went up against
5: uh, in the league so far? Ooh, my rookie year, I would say Steph. Okay. That's probably. Yeah. Because that was just a, a learning experience, definitely a humbling experience. you uh-huh. know Somebody who who's smart, athletic and then not going to say nothing Right, they beat you. I'm like, yeah. like say something. Like, <laughs> yeah. get me going. Right, right, right. right. But, nah, he, he just – he beat you straight up, dude. Got talent, man. Uh-huh. So, that was something. And I was kind of doing a lot of scout team reps at that time. So, yep. yep. I'll be going against him any chance I can. Yeah. I mean, who the who – I got it. <laughs> do you talk it. on the field? Do you, do you? I used to, but I done, I done learned. You know what I mean? Okay. I'm paying attention, like I said. Right, So, just uh-huh. a lot of guys who I look up to were quiet players who just mm-hmm. did their job. So, okay. I kind of try to – take that move. on take that mode
3: what do you think of vegas now before coming to raider coming out here with your guys getting a quick trip in mm-hmm. weekend now that you're going to be here living here setting down some roots mm-hmm. what, what's jumped out at you at vegas so far
5: man vegas is beautiful honestly yeah. i just i only thought it was the strip being from the east coast i'm like you go to vegas you're going to gamble you're going to do something you ain't supposed to be doing you know what I mean? <laughs> but, nah it's it's nice family life out here they yeah. got nice parks you know what i mean It's goals outside the weather nice until the summer yeah right, you know, right, right. yeah, right. yeah. summer but now nah, it's just real cool man you can do whatever you want and that's why i like vegas a lot like it's really your world and you just got to decide how you want to live it so yeah.
0: well, but you got this beautiful yeah. facility you know yeah. so when it is hot out right, you can come yes. in here and <laughs> right how how cool is this facility like i said you came here last year obviously but just being here how, how nice yeah. is this for you to know this is your home Nah, it's
5: futuristic here man it's
3: i like that they futuristic. really uh-huh. yeah yeah nah, that. yeah i got definitely. that yeah like, they,
5: they really put their money into it, and you can tell that they care about the players here. You know, just you don't do all this and not care about the players. The training staff, nice. The locker room guys, nice. It's, it's perfect, honestly. So they give you all the reasons to be good. It's just it's my job as a player to go out there and be good. So I got to take advantage of all my resources and use them to the best well, of my ability. Well, thanks
3: for doing this. Appreciate it. We know you got a busy day coming up after. Brian, but have a great and healthy year. Thanks for coming Appreciate on. Appreciate that.
0: Thank you. So there you go. Jacoby Myers. I thought the uh, little interaction back and forth with Eric Allen was a really good one and just talking about how he gets open and that's what he does. And I talked about him the other day about guys flying under the radar and I felt like Jacoby Myers is really one of those guys that nobody's really talking about, but he's going to be so effective playing across from uh, Devontae Adams. All, all the Raiders need is Jimmy G to stay healthy to be able to get him the rock. But I think that Jacoby Myers is in for a big season. Maybe not the same numbers that he's used to having. Because normally he's the number one wide receiver there when it comes to the silver or it comes to him being the wide receiver in New England. Now with the Raiders, obviously he's not the number one wide receiver, but still he's gonna get a lot of opportunities to catch passes as he won't get double teams. He won't get, you know, the number one corner on him all the time. And he does just find ways. To get open, So that's all I got for you on today's show. Coming up tomorrow will be the last day of the best ofs. I believe I'm going to drop in uh, Max Crosby from the Raiders roundtable. That's always a good listen. And uh, Marcus Epps. I think Marcus Epps will be the other guy, another guy that I felt like is flying under the radar, part of that Raiders uh, defense that's hoping to be a lot better than it was a year ago. So that's coming up on tomorrow's edition. Again, closing out the best of series that I've been doing and be back to normal programming on wednesday so until then raider nation take care of yourself take care of your family love on your family most importantly as always just win baby